My name is Micah Kersey, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. On Shriver. Snyder with scores! Now scores! Hands off for Rabel, switches hands and scores! Kylie Omel are showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson! Bounce pass to a Kersey, and on goal, scores! No mercy from Micah Kersey! Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam, together we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches, as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. We're here with Micah Kersey, current head coach of the Halifax Thunderbirds. Mike has won four NLL championships as a player with the Rochester Nighthawks and Buffalo Bandits, as well as one as a lacrosse operations assistant with the Nighthawks. Mike finished his playing career with 391 goals, 436 assists for 827 points. In NLL postseason history, he ranks 5th in goals with 58, tied for 8th in points with 99, and tied for ninth in games played with 26. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So let's kind of go back to your roots. Let's talk about growing up in Ontario a little bit. Um, when did you first pick up a stick, and when did you think about going pro, and did you ever think you'd have this illustrious of a professional career? Uh, yeah, I grew up in a small town just outside of, uh, like, near Niagara Falls called mm-hmm. uh, Pelham, Ontario. I, I was actually playing baseball, and my older brother, um, his, him and his buddies decided to, to play lacrosse. And uh, so I wanted to be like my older brother, so I said, well, I want to play lacrosse too. So uh, so the Pelham Raiders, I uh, hopped on with them, and um, we won a couple of provincial championships and uh, that's really where my uh, love for the game uh kind of started from there and um you know growing up you never i mean pro lacrosse really wasn't even on the radar i mean you just, mm-hmm. I just loved playing it and um it kept me in good shape for hockey i mean hockey again was just like every canadian boy was you know kind of your focus mm-hmm. and then uh, as i got older and i got drafted in the first round to play uh, junior a lacrosse uh, and we started to see the Buffalo Bandits were in town, and we saw, you know, I'd go to games and, and watch the guys, 18,000 people, and, you know, that's really when I started thinking, well, maybe, maybe this is something that I can do, and, uh, you know, having a, a good junior career, I definitely set my sights on, uh, you know, having my name called and, and being introduced and, and playing uh, professional lacrosse, so small started in a small town, you know, not really any aspirations of playing anything more with my friends, and then uh, as it grew, I, I really started to put my focus into lacrosse mm-hmm. and, and wanted to play at the pro level. That's awesome. And, you know, you ended up playing for 17 seasons, which is an amazing accomplishment in itself. Um, so, yeah, you, you played 17 seasons in the NLL. You debuted in your hometown of Ontario with uh, the Raiders before joining the Syracuse Smash in upstate New York for a season, and then you eventually found your way into Buffalo uh, for your first stint with the Bandits. What was it like, though, playing your rookie season in Ontario, and then how was the transition to upstate New York? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, that that team kind of came about, you know, which is now the Toronto Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was uh, they were allowed to protect so many players, and I was one of the players got you know that got protected. It was myself, mm-hmm. Colin Doyle, Bob Watson. You know, some pretty pretty good names, some pretty big names that are uh, you know well known in the uh, box across community. So. You know, obviously I was very excited. My friends and family could come to games and, you know, playing at a Cops Coliseum, which is, a, you know, a pretty cool barn in itself. And we had a really good team. You know, Jim Veltman, I mean, the names are, are endless that we had on, on that team. And um, several of those guys are, you know, pro coaches now. You know, Pat Coyle, uh, Jimmy Veltman was uh, coaching. 
Glenn Clark. Like uh, it was just it was a really cool experience for a young guy, and uh, it was a great way to start my career. That's great. And so you then moved on uh, to Rochester to play for the Nighthawks. And while there, you won your first title in 07. And then you went back to Buffalo, uh, won another championship in 08. So what were those championship seasons like? And how satisfying was it to get your first one and then your second when you returned to Buffalo? Uh, yeah, I mean, playing that Rochester team, the 07 team, was probably the best team I've ever played on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, we we were a team which were we were very confident in, in – what our abilities were. We never panicked. You know, we'd be down by three with three minutes to go. And we're like, it's okay, guys, we got this. And, you know, we, we started off the season really slow. I think we were one in uh, one and two or one in three. And then we rattled off 16 victories in a row to win the championship. So it was a team that started slow, but, uh, you know, continued to get better as the year went on. And uh, that was definitely the one of the more memorable years simply because, uh, you know, it was my first NLL championship. Mm-hmm. And then in the in the off season, uh, I was unrestricted free agent. Um, I had a great year in Rochester, but really couldn't come to an agreement with uh, Jody Gage, who was the uh, the GM at the time. Mm-hmm. So I signed as an unrestricted free agent in uh, in Edmonton, and uh, I was out in Edmonton for half a year. You know, they had uh, their struggles, and they they kind of dumped a whole whack of us at the trade deadline. Myself, you know, Chris Gildan's troop, we all kind of went our separate ways, and I ended up back in Banditland. And, uh, you know, I think then we went on a run, and, you know, having a championship, you know, back-to-back was uh, was definitely pretty cool. And I, I had a lot of uh, history with Buffalo, you know, playing there for, for quite a while, yeah. you know, making to the championship in 2004 against Calgary. So to win a championship in front of a sold-out house, uh, you know, that was really cool. You know, it's great, and you – you weren't done winning back-to-back championships because you eventually moved back onto Rochester, uh, played for the Nighthawks again. This time, you know, Kurt Styes had taken over as owner, um, and you helped them win back-to-back championships in 2012 and 13 before retiring and then helping them win yet another title in 2014 as a lacrosse operations assistant. Um, what were those three years like, and how was it to cap off your playing career with, you know, two championships and then a third as an executive? Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, uh, you know, when Kurt kind of took over um, – you know, they had they went through lots of changes and you know, Kurt has a, a way of doing things and you know, he was he's very good at building rosters and getting draft picks and so we had some good first round draft picks and they were a, a young team but had a ton of ton of talent. And uh to go back there and, and win those two in a row was, was definitely great. You know, I played with, you know, one of my good friends, Matt Vince and uh, John Sullivan, the guys that I, uh, you know, I kind of grew up with and, and really enjoy hanging out with. So so that was really, really special. And then in the uh, third year when I retired, uh, you know, they had their, their struggles too with injuries. So I actually ended up coming back that year mm-hmm. and playing in four games. Mm-hmm. I didn't I know Back to my, uh, my position as an assistant. So, um, so yeah, I, you know, I did actually get the strap it on when we, uh, when we won that third one. Uh, for a little bit of the season while they were coming from injuries. And, uh, yeah, it was, you know, it has never been done before. And I don't know ever know if it will. It's mm-hmm. so difficult to win a, an NLL championship. But to win three in a row is something that, you know, very te- few teams even have the opportunity to do. So sure. I think it's going to be something that's that's going to be a record that's that's going to hold true for a long time. You know, absolutely. I mean, it's it's hard to win back-to-back 
you know, and you did it twice in your career, and then you you followed it up with a three in a row. It's it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, not not too many guys can say they did that. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and then you kind of you taught for a while and coached at at Holy Cross Secondary School, and eventually found your way back to the Nighthawks as an assistant for two years. And then and then we got the announcement that uh, Kurt Size announced that the Nighthawks were moving to Halifax to become the Thunderbirds. What was your uh, kind of initial reaction to the move, and what was it like being named the first coach of the program? Uh, yeah, the move the move came, I think, with mixed emotions. I mean, Rochester sure. again. We we had a roots planted in Rochester, and we, you know we were successful and and kind of had a really good thing there. Um, I understand it from a business perspective. You know, Rochester is a community that's you know kind of struggled. Lots of businesses have moved out. You know, they've struggled to kind of get you know the the heavy fan support that we had. You know, earlier when I was there. So, from a from a business standpoint, I understood it. You know, obviously, you know, with heavy hearts, we all kind of knew we were leaving. Um, and then, uh, you know, the opportunity presented itself. Mike Hazen stayed. You know, with the expansion Rochester team, yep. and uh, you know, Kirk called me up and said, "Hey, I think it's your time." And uh, you know, I jumped at that opportunity, and you know, I can't thank Kurt enough for the for the opportunity to be a part of this organization continue in Halifax and bring it to the city of Nova Scotia to be the first head coach. It's a huge honor. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, it is your first stint um, as head coach of an NLO team. So how have you prepared for your first season as head coach? And how helpful has it been to having a team that you already knew, um, you know, that are pretty much still intact following the move to Halifax with a core group of veterans, including, you know, a former teammate and veteran now himself and Cody Jamison. So how important was it to, you know, have that core group of guys in your first year? I think it's important. I mean, those those guys know me. You know, they've played with me. They've had me as their coach. So, you know, there's definitely a comfort level having that, that core group come with. And uh, I know they're supporting me and uh, and backing me up. And, you know, they're going to, you know, help me along with the process of, you know, moving from assistant to head coach. Uh, I found out early on, like earlier on in the spring, that I was going to be, uh, be head coach. So, Mm-hmm. You know, I spent a great deal of time in the in the lacrosse arenas in, around Ontario and doing lots of scouting and, and trying to find guys that maybe people have overlooked and mm-hmm. uh, you know having a, a really good intact uh, roster coming with me uh, it definitely made it easier and uh, you know we needed we knew we needed a few pieces we think we found those pieces and I think we've got some exciting things uh, ahead for the Halifax Thunderbirds. That's great. Uh, and kind of going off of that, how's training camp been going so far, and what's the vibe with the squad, and what kind of excites you the most about the season? Uh, I, I'm really excited. I mean, training camp has been uh, it's been a challenging one. Yeah. We've definitely made sure as a coaching staff that we're you know very well prepared. Uh, we are pushing the guys to their limits and beyond, and I think. You know, that's kind of how we want to play. You know, we're a team that's going to put the hard hats on, punch the clock, and go to work. And, uh, you know, that's our mindset going in, and the guys have really, you know, bought into it. And uh, they've made made some really difficult decisions that much harder when they're, they're putting the time and work in that they are for this training camp. So I'm definitely not looking forward to roster day when I actually have to, you know, make all these tough decisions with my coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one that I think is uh, is kind of what we want. I mean, we you don't want to go into a camp where you're like, well, well, there's nobody really here that we are interested in. 
you know, you want to go in there having the, those tough decisions because if you do, you know, you're going to have a good team. You know, you're, you know, you're going to put the right guys on the floor. So uh, it's challenging in that aspect. It's very exciting. I think, you know, Halifax has really uh, embraced us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got our um, inner school week. You know, there's close to 8,000 tickets that have been picked up for that game. So, awesome. you know, have an inner squad game where you're going to have 8,000 fans from Halifax coming out and checking you out. I don't think it's going to be uh, much better than that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. You know, you have that big of a fan base come support you guys uh, right off the bat. Um, but that wraps up our main questions. We're going to go take a quick break here, a word from our sponsor, and then we'll dive into our 5-5 five and five segment. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today. All right, and we're back with the five and five. I'll start off with our lacrosse-related question. So, uh, Mike, number one, uh, any pregame superstitions or routines you have thus far in your career? I got a lot. Okay. <laughs> pretty pretty superstitious guy. Um, you know, play, playing days-wise, uh, I had a ton. I mean, okay. uh, I would always travel with, with Matt Vince. You know, we traveled together. His mom worked at uh, the school that I work at, Holy Cross. So she okay. would make she would make me four cookies. She would make Matt eight cookies, um, <laughs> and uh, we would drive the same route. We would stop at the same coffee shop. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It got to a point where we were like we you know, we're stopping at the same gas station because the last <laughs> time we had a big win, we stopped at this gas station like. So, I mean, it continued to grow and grow, and yeah. finally we're looking at each other. We're like, this is this is a little bit ridiculous. Now, now not so much. I think, okay. uh, you know, one of the biggest things that I, I kind of miss, you know, I lost my grandma uh, a while ago, and she would call me every game day, mm-hmm. and uh, she would tell me to kick ass. Even when I was coaching, she would still call me every day and, you know, tell them, make sure you get those kids ready. Um, so that was my favorite routine was was her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I always say, you know, a special thought to her because I know she's always looking down, taking care of me. And, um, but other than that, no, I, you know, talk to my kids, you know, they give me their, my inspiration now. And, um, that's about it. That's great. So kind of, we, we talked about your time growing up in Ontario a little bit, but, um, who, who was your favorite lacrosse player while you were growing up? My favorite lacrosse player was, was John Deveris. I mean, you know, when I was younger and I would go to watch Buffalo, you know, he was always one of the better players, him and uh, Darius Kilgore. You know, I was fortunate enough to play with Darius uh, my first year of senior lacrosse in Niagara Falls. You know, I was coached by Darius. You know, I have a ton of, ton of respect for Darius and what he's done in, in the sport. 
and, and then I spent a lot of time playing with JT, and we had some great chemistry, some great years together. Uh, you know, I consider both of those guys friends. So those were two guys I think that definitely, you know, from a player perspective, helped shape my career. And uh, you know, I can't I can't thank them enough for for all of that they've taught me and showed me and mentored me, especially when I was younger. Um, those two guys are, are legends. That's awesome. That'll be a fun one once you get go go uh, to Buffalo and play him in February. I'm sure that'll be a that'll be a fun one for you. Yeah, absolutely. We'll probably chirp each other over text, yep. you know, the, the week <laughs> of. But yeah, it'll be a good one. Awesome. Um, so, kind of going off of that, but whether it's your coaching career or your playing career, what's been your favorite uh, venue to play your coach in thus far? Favorite venue? No, oh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> There's been so many cool rinks that I've played in, and um, I think playing in Maple Leaf Gardens is really cool, just from the historic, you know, fan point. Um, the locker rooms were terrible, but it, you know, such a cool <laughs> arena with so much history. It was definitely, uh, you know, very cool. Colorado's another one, which is, you know, an unreal arena. It's got a jumbotron that I think is the whole length of the floor. Um, that one's really cool. Calgary is awesome too. I mean, it's it's a great arena. Again, you know, so much history in that in that barn. I don't know if I could pick one to be honest with you. I think they they all have unique qualities. They're all sure. you know pretty cool. Um, I'm hoping Halifax becomes my new favorite. So I'm excited about that. Um, so kind of going off of that, we we talked about uh, who you looked up to as a player. How about kind of during your coaching career? Who's been a coach thus far that you've leaned on as a mentor so far? I th- to be honest, I think Mike Hazen. You know, sure. Mike really, you know, he kind of – I played with Mike, and we, we knew each other for a long time. Um, he brought me to Peterborough coaching in the summer, senior mm-hmm. with him. That was before I, you know, got hired on in Rochester. So, okay. you know, he, he's – he puts a lot of time and effort into it. He's very passionate about the game, you know, very, very smart guy and, uh, you know, always prepared. So I think he was definitely, you know, probably, you know, one of the guys that I, I really looked up to and respected a, as a coach uh, playing for. And then, you know, on the other side, having seen all the time and effort that he put into it uh, was definitely that something that shaped me and, you know, how I prepare and how I feel like I'm going to prepare for games. Awesome. Uh, and and this last lacrosse-related question is, is a loaded one, so I'm sure uh, it'll be a little tough. But which of your championships is that was the most satisfying for you, or what was your favorite uh, of the championships? Favorite one? <laughs> I don't know. They're tough. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. Um, I think the first one was was amazing because. Yeah. For all of us, it was it was all of our first championships. I don't think okay. we had any guy on that team that won. That mm-hmm. one was awesome, uh, simply yeah. because um, you know we were we were a dominant team. We all hung out together on the floor, off the floor. Like we were a really really tight group. I'm probably one of the tightest tightest groups that I've ever played with. Okay. Uh, 2008 was cool too because I had so much history in Buffalo and I had such a yeah. huge part of of my career played in Buffalo. And I was out in Edmonton. We were in last place. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not playing in playoffs for the first time in a long time. And then trade deadline comes, Darius Kilgore calls me. Hey, buddy, we brought you back. And I was like, all right, here we go. And mm-hmm. and winning that one, 
you know, was something special because it was, you know, back to my roots, back to where I really, my career really kind of took off was in Buffalo and I really kind of made a name for myself. And so I would say those two were probably the, the most special simply because they were first, um, sure. not discounting the fact that, you know, going back to Roch and, you know, winning a few more there didn't didn't hurt either. But sure. I'd say the first two. I'd definitely say the first one was the best. Second one, obviously, was in Buffalo. But anytime you win a championship, they're special in their own right for, for different reasons. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, but, you know, moving away from the lacrosse side of things, you kind of talked about how you had a, a close-knit group of, uh, you know, teammates, both on the – field and off the field. So going on to some off the field questions, uh, what are some hobbies or activities you enjoy doing when you're not coaching? I, I grew up, you know, in a small town. We grew up in the country. Um, I love fishing. I love hunting. Um, I love being outdoors. You know, fishing and hunting are probably my two biggest pastimes uh, outside of uh, lacrosse. Those are two things that I just, I love being in the woods. I love being on the water. Uh, hunting and fishing, you know, is my thing. So my next question is, who is your favorite non-lacrosse athlete to watch? Wayne Gretzky. I mean, I think yeah. you know, growing up, you, you watch Hockey Night in Canada. It was always something you did with your family and, you know, your buddies. And, uh, you know, Wayne was, you know, he was a different level player, right? He was, he was a guy that was top of his game for so long. You know, you knew every time he touched the ice, something good was going to happen. So he was definitely one that I was always excited to watch. You know, I have... I have a, a real love for the Montreal Canadiens as a kid. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed watching, you know, Patrick Waugh um, and uh, any of the Montreal Canadiens guys. Those were always my favorite. I actually sat next to a plane that sat next to Guy Lafleur. Um, oh, I was awesome. going down to Florida one year. We were in the smoking section of a plane because a lot of kids don't know it was a smoking section in a plane with a mm-hmm. small curtain, you know, uh, aside to kind of separate everybody. But you know, we ended up getting bumped up to the smoking section and upset next to Guy Lafleur. So, you know, that was an unreal experience being a, a Hobbs fan, you know, to sit next to uh, the flower. It was uh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, and what is your favorite spot in Halifax currently um, since you've been there? You know, is it a restaurant, museum, uh, et cetera? Uh, favorite spot is probably Pizza Corner. You know, go right. get a, a good, sli- good slice of Zah. Um, you know, get a shawarma. Uh, the shawarmas there are unbelievable. Um, that's definitely a hot spot for for me. I enjoy seafood, um, and the oysters there are unreal. The Bicycle Thief is, you know, one of the top restaurants in um, in Halifax. It's a fantastic restaurant. If you're ever in town, definitely a place you want to check out. Uh, it's unreal. Good to know. Um, that kind of leads into my next question. What is your favorite meal, and do you prefer to dine out, um, take out, or cook at home? Um, I like I like cooking at home. I mean, I like uh, I like barbecuing things. I like smoked ribs. I like using my smoker. Ribs are delicious. I make a real mean venison jalapeno cheddar burger. There we go. Uh, that sounds amazing. Down, I'll hook you guys up. That sounds awesome. Really, really delicious. Yeah, I love I love food. I mean, that's uh, I gotta continue to work out, otherwise I'm gonna <laughs> pack on the LBs pretty quick. So, uh, yeah, seafood I love. I love you know game meats and you know venison is fantastic. I love smoking things. So anything where it's meat and fire related is probably something I'm gonna enjoy eating. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. 
Um, okay, my, my final question is, uh, what is a book on your bookshelf that you've read or are reading right now that you'd recommend to either one of your players or a friend or a colleague? Uh, the Mind Gym. Mind Gym is a book okay. about uh, athletes and, and preparation for, for sport and high-level sport. Uh, it's like a series of stories and, you know, recommendations and tips and, you know, something that actually Matt Vince got me on. He used to read a little bit here and there, you know, before games, night before game, he would read it, you know, a little bit and read it over. And I think it's just to help mentally prepare you. I think when you get to this level, you know, physically you have to be fit. Uh, you have to be, you know, physically prepared to, to play. But I think the mental side of sports is something that, you know, people are continuing to improve um, and sports psychology. So that mental preparation, I think, is really important as well. Uh, so it would be definitely something that's on my shelf. If it's non-sport related, it would probably be a book about the Navy SEALs. I, I don't know, I got like a slight obsession with uh, learning about their training and what they do and how they prepare to, to go into battle. And uh, I think it's uh, always a good read whenever you read those stories. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, we appreciate the recommendations. Uh, we always get a, a lot of good answers. Uh, I'll have to check out Mind Gym. That sounds really interesting. Great book. Great book. Great yeah. Book. Um, but we, we usually like to end, Mike, with one final question, and that is what is some advice that you have for a young player uh, looking to one day play lacrosse professionally? You know, when you, you have to dedicate yourself, and I mean part of being dedicated to something is there has to be sacrifices that are made along the way. I mean, if you really want to take your game to the next level, you know, you got to practice. You got to have to sacrifice time hanging out with your buddies, and instead, you got to be in the gym. You got to be practicing. You got to be shooting. Um, and I think, you know, when you're dedicated to something, you enjoy it. It's not work. It should be something that you continue to enjoy, continue to to push yourself. And, you know, and like I said to my players, you know, this week after practice, I think everybody has to find their limit, and then you have to go beyond that limit and find a new limit. So, you know, mm -hmm. find your limit. And then push yourself past that limit, push yourself to the limits of, you know, where can I go from here? So if, if you continue to, to push what your ceiling is and where your limit is, there's no telling where you can go. That's awesome. That's some great advice, Mike. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on our show with us. Um, where can people find you on social media? Uh, I'm at Mike Accursi on uh, Twitter, and my uh, Instagram uh, handle is that Accursi44. So you can come check me out. Uh, I don't, I'm not a huge uh, tweeter, but uh, every once in a while I get inspired and, and throw something up there. But I would say uh, if you want to check me out, you know, hook me up. Sounds great. No, we really appreciate it, Mike. Uh, thanks for joining us. And, you know, best of luck with the Thunderbirds. We'll be watching them closely and uh, looking forward to the season. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. All right, you just heard our interview with Micah Kersey, uh the head coach of the Halifax Thunderbirds. If you enjoyed this interview with him, uh, please leave us a review on Apple, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, let us know on social media. We're at Pro Lacrosse Talk on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we love hearing your feedback. And we hope you guys listen to our future interviews with coaches and players. And tune in next time to Pro Lacrosse Talk.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today.